Everybody, welcome into the TNF Club uh, in partnership with Pundit Arena. It's great to be joined by everybody again. We've got the same gentleman in again, and my Wi-Fi hasn't been off yet. Colin, welcome in. Mark, Brian, lads, welcome in. It's it's, it's a pleasure to have these on, boys, again for another week and a big game tonight. Yeah, big, uh, bigish game uh, this evening. Certainly, uh, Michael in our in, in our division, and uh, it, it's been another interesting week. And of course, it is the um, the final week of uh, of Thursday night football of this season. Difficult to believe that we're already at that point of the season. Yeah. Good evening, guys. I feel like I'm seeing you every day. Now. It's, uh, I mean, that's a good or a bad thing, but. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, an interesting game coming up. The Raiders have to win in order to get themselves in that position to be the Dolphins next week to potentially get in out of them in the playoff race. It's a big game for the Raiders. Not so sure about the Chargers, but it'll be a, it'll be an interesting one. Yeah, good good Narben, meine Freunde. Um, this is uh, a night when you're you're hoping that uh, the Raiders are going to come back with some more German efficiency and mannerisms and control, um, because they've certainly been a bit spirally crazy and on Chucky's magical carpet ride the last while. But should be a good game. And my favourite offensive rookie of the year, Justin Herbert, who throws the prettiest deep pass in the NFL, is playing. So I'm happy. I mean, Mark, I know that, like, I, I love the German language, but, you know, I know I live in the north and it's still another two weeks till we leave the European Union officially. So can we, we'll, we'll just stick to us talking about the NFL. <laughs> Obviously, welcome in. Looking forward to some German efficiency on both teams tonight because it's going to be a hard one to stay up for. But let's focus on the Monday night game, first of all, boys. Uh, Colin, um, an, an interesting game for uh, Lamar Jackson. But again, Colin, I pick the winner. Right, I should just start batting in this, shouldn't I? Really, in all, in all seriousness, I I like that. Uh, yes, uh, Michael, you you certainly did. You got it right. Um, we'll we'll ignore some of the picks from the weekend, of course. But you know, yeah, um, look, the Ravens showed up when the Ravens needed to show up in the best, um, you know, Monday night uh, football game. Probably one of the best games we've seen since that Chiefs-Rams uh, shootout uh, a few years ago. Um, just back and forth, all sorts of drama uh, on and off the, the field. Um, but it was, it was it was just a great, it was a great game. It, it's, I suppose, I'm sure there were probably people watching it um, who remember that the league in kind of the, maybe the 80s and the, um, the early early 90s and it's a very different sort of game now but the the game has changed it very often becomes a shootout and the the Ravens had it you have to say we we wondered we hadn't seen their offense um really click um can they can they now go go on a run or is it a case that the the Browns are really not quite uh, what they they look like but really really enjoyable game on Monday night 
Brian, for anybody that wasn't watching the game and maybe have been living in a in an underground cell with no phone reception for the last two nights, can you maybe explain what happened with, with Lamar Jackson? I think he had to slip off to the toilet, didn't he? Just as well he managed to get it out in time to get back and showed a fantastic play at the end. But I also picked the Ravens, Michael, and I and I also bet on them, and I bet on a few other things, which I sent on on Tuesday morning just to show you the success I had in the game. You know, during the week everybody's been praising the Browns. The Browns are fantastic. What a performance by Mayfield! They still gave up forty-five points on defense. If you score 42 points against the Ravens, you should win that game. And people are saying, oh, that's fantastic. They'll offer. What a great game to lose. And they'll, they'll move on and they'll be better for it. I'm not so sure if they will be better for it. They haven't beaten the Ravens this year. They haven't beaten the Steelers. I know they haven't come. But to the point we've been making, they've been beating the teams they should be beating. But when they really needed to have a marquee win, I'm not, I wasn't sure they'd get it. And they didn't get it. Yeah, Mayfield had a great game. But the defense couldn't stop uh, Jackson. By the end of the fourth quarter, he'd already ran for 41 yards. I think he ended up with 115, 120. And the coordinator didn't change the game plan defensively for the entire game. At halftime, I thought they would have maybe adapted to the situation. They were down by a touchdown. They allowed them to, to go down the field before halftime with a minute to go and score a touchdown. And in the very first drive of the second half, they allowed the Ravens to literally cut them up with their own game and go down and score another touchdown. So, yeah, look, I know they came back, but the score 42 points have come out on the losing end. It's still very disappointing, in my opinion. Mark, do you agree with that? Yeah, I do, because in fairness, the fantastic game, great to watch. I stayed up for it stupidly because I said, I watched the first quarter, and it was like, this is intriguing. I watched the set first the half then, and of course, at that stage, I was hooked, and I had to see it to the end. But... The disappointment, if anything, out of the game was that there was no adjustment by the D coordinators for the second half on both sides. I mean, there, the defensive line was actually quite strong on both sides. There was a lot of penetration during the whole game and Mayfield and Jackson were having to try and make plays. But I swear to God, like you almost wanted to get um, the Browns D coordinator smack him around the head and just say, you know, you know, Lamar Jackson's a running quarterback, right? You know, the idea about blocking off lanes for this. Um <laughs> It just seemed a little bit bizarre, but you know when it's a two and fro like throw a throw throw two and fro even that one, um, you know you just enjoy the ride, and it was great to see both games come out. I mean, if you're looking for teams to take down the Chiefs, we've said it before the uh, all through the season, they're going to need to pull up offense. And the big question about the both of these teams for a while was, can you consistently pull up the offense? Mayfield's played really well the last couple of weeks. The Ravens, if they can run like that, have definitely got the ability to do it. So I was super impressed by both of them. And the intriguing factor this creates is you're going to have four really good teams at least. Well, I'm not including the Raiders in that. That's the ninth team in this. But four really good teams going for three wildcard spots between the Browns, Ravens, Dolphins, and Colts. So there's going to be an old man out there, and that's um, going to be interesting. And unfortunately, Cleveland fans... With losing last night, it could be you. It's like a lotto in reverse. Could be you. It'll happen to you someday. Um, look, it is what it is, boys. I called it. It happened. I was surprised the Browns put up so many points, but fair play to them. It makes it a very interesting end of the season. I think the Ravens have got the Bengals and the Giants in two of the last three. So happy days. 
if I'm Lamar Jackson, I'm having a laugh now, boys. You've got a very good end of the season, is what I'm trying to say. A very positive end to the season in, in that sense as well. Now, looking, boys, ahead to tonight's matchup, and I'm I'm absolutely devastated to say this is the, the, the final TNF club of the season. Somebody has spent four days making that intro. I am devastated, boys. I'm not going to lie. Like, but, you know, what way could we end it? We've had some clangers of games on Thursday nights this year, and I can't believe the final game is uh, the four and nine LA Chargers against the seven and six Las Vegas Raiders. Now, Colin, I'm off for Christmas. Um, I'm not going to be out on Friday morning, and I'm still on the edge of maybe, uh, will I go to bed? I mean, can you entice me to watch this game tonight? And can you entice the viewers to watch this game tonight? The opportunity to see Justin Herbert, and, and Justin Herbert probably break the rookie record for passing touchdowns. He has 25, Mayfield holds the record at 27. Um, I think Herbert breaks it um, in, in this game. Um, he has struggled of late, and I still think the return of Austin Eckler is a, a, a huge issue. It has given them a run game, but um, we have seen her, Herbert look to, to dump it off um, a little too frequently, I think. He's gotten to him nine times in each of the games that Eckler has been back. He's not taking the the, the shots down the field. And as Mark pointed out, like he, he throws such a pretty deep ball, but if he's not taking the, the shots, um, he... You know that I think that has hurt the Chargers a little bit. Now, they they won the game uh, against the, the Falcons, and which neither side seemed to want to win. Um, they they were that, I mean, the end of that game was bizarre to watch. Like you know, it, it was like the Chuckle Brothers to to me to you to me to you. Um, but they um oh dear. they did eventually uh, find find a way to to win it. And I think he is um, in in a season that has has been uh, hugely disappointing because again the, the the Chargers came into it with a lot of hope, but I think they are going to have a new head coach next year. I think that's a certain whatever way um, this game goes tonight. But Herbert looks like a very very special player. Brian, just to jump on what Colin mentioned there, I knew, you know, north and south of the border had a lot of differences, you know, with Taylor Crisps as an example, Magnus Bulmers. I didn't know you boys had the Chuckle Brothers. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. And, you know, Brian, looking at this Chargers team, I'm thinking what Barry Chuckle used to think. Oh, dear. Well, oh, dear. Oh, dear. Well, you'd have to chuckle. You know, you've watched them over the past few weeks in terms of some of the play calling. It was a very similar scenario leading up to half time with what we saw at the end of the game in Buffalo. I don't know if you've had the opportunity to see the last minute where they drove the ball down the field. They didn't have a timeout left, but they decided, you know what, we'll do a run play because we'll get our players off the field in time to kick a field goal. But none of the players left the field. And Anthony Lynn had taken over special teams play calling before the game because he wasn't happy with what was going on. And with 10 seconds left in the play clock, Herbert realised, oh, I should be off the field now because it's fourth down. Couldn't get the players on in time. Couldn't kick the field goal. Absolute mess. And it's it's spoiled, you know, from a, a positive start where they were losing games by a field goal and a touchdown. And even in week nine when they played the Raiders, they lost 31-26, but they scored a touchdown in the game, which was overturned. They were pulling out results in terms of performances. Went to, see, to New Orleans. Had an opportunity to kick a field goal to win the game. But the last few weeks has just been an absolute disaster. Like the game last week was abysmal. 
They put up a few points in Buffalo to get the week prior to that against against the Patriots. They were abysmal. Herbert has taken a couple of steps back, I think, to what we were seeing. It could be down to the fact that the team just isn't playing well. I don't see how they're going to pull this one out. And I think Anthony Lynn is. I think it's inevitable he's going to be. He's going to be gone soon enough. Mark, you obviously enjoy the odd late night or burning of the midnight oil, as as, as one would say. Uh, does this Chargers team entice you to continue to burn that midnight oil? You're on mute. No is the simple answer to that. Um, <laughs> it's true in many ways. Um, but, um, you know, it's, it's strange. For a team so talented, the Chargers' weakness over the years seems to have always been that mid-layer of talent. They've always had the superstars. You know, you go back to LaDainian Tomlinson and Philip Rivers kind of leading the way with Antonio Gates. Um, but what let them down was the the backups and the stability in the middle layer, which most great Super Bowl teams, for example, I'm not pointing at the Patriots or even the Giants or even the Broncos in that regard, but most tend to have that consistently through the 53. And this Chargers team is no different. I mean, you know, on defense, you look at, well, hey, Joey Bosa and Melvin Ingram, and, and then you go to the offense, and you say, it's not just Justin Herbert. There's Keenan Allen at wide receiver position and Eckler, who they spent a lot of money on and really need to see that breakout game for. But when you put it all together and it's the offensive line lets them down or the D line or special teams, God almighty, they've been a bit more on special teams for the best part of two decades and it doesn't get any better. So um, I would love to say Justin Herbert is going to have an amazing performance and it's going to be monumental just to watch him perform. But I can't say that I'm enticed to stay up for this and not catch it in the morning. Uh, and unfortunately, the other side of the coin isn't much better because you don't know whether you're going to get Dr. Chucky or, or Mr. Gruden. Hey, spoiler alert, we're about to talk about the Oakland, Las Vegas, Cincinnati Raiders, whatever, now, two seconds. All I'm going to say in the Chargers is um, I like their matchup, and I'll come back to that in a minute. I love Anthony Lynn. seen him play twice in Denver as well. A lot of respect for Anthony Lynn. Granted, he was playing Vance Joseph that day, Colin, but, uh, I mean, I could have coached a team to, to victory against Vance Joseph, and I know nothing about the NFL in terms of all that sort of stuff. Uh, Brian, I believe you have uh, one more point to make on the Chargers. The floor is I know, yours. just for years and years and years, the Chargers just always seem to self-destruct. Even in seasons where they haven't played well and seasons where they do well. The one game that always stands out, and Mark would like this one, is when they went 15-1. and won. They had Marty Schottenheimer as their head coach, number one seed. They intercepted Brady at the end of the game to win the game. And rather than the, the safety take a knee, I jumped down and killed the game. He tries to be Mr. Flashy and go for a bit of a run. Ball got punched out. Patriots recovered automatic force down. They went and scored a field goal to win the game. That sums up the charges for me over the years. They just always find a way to mess things up. Troy Brown, and I believe it was 15-6 in the end, the Patriots won that game, if I remember correctly. It was enjoyable, Brian. I do remember that. Hopefully, boys, they'll be um, more before your time, plugged in. Plugged in, I guess, tonight <laughs> would be the... Charger, no. okay. Column. Let's let's look at the Raiders. Um, you know, they've got this big stadium. They can't fill it. Well, they're not allowed to. They've got these fancy shirts with the Vegas. I mean, this season for the Raiders, and I actually almost feel sorry for the fans. Seven and six, hundred million dollar man at the helm. They've got NFL Network. I know everything about the draft, the GM, and nothing's happened. And they still can't get anywhere near. Kansas City. So, Callum, you know, what's your thoughts on this Raiders going into this game? 
Um, well, the Raiders, I mean, they, they started the season well, um, but they they could be on a four-game slide if it hadn't been um, for for Greg Williams. Um, and I, I will still maintain that was just Greg Williams being Greg Williams, that he, he wasn't deliberately trying the game. He was just making a terrible defensive call, which he has done throughout his time in the league, and he paid for it uh, with his job. Um that that means they're one, one and three. They have hit the skids, um, which is is a real issue and and has been uh, for them under Chucky. When when the pressure has really come on, that's where um, they have fallen apart. Um, it, I mean, Mark was was saying it was good. Even Justin Herbert couldn't um, entice him to stay up. But what might is the fact that the Raiders have no pass rush. This is going to be fantastic for, for Justin Herbert because he's going to have all the time in the world. Um, so he shouldn't be looking to, to dump it off, uh, look to look to go along. Um, the other problem that the, the Raiders have is right now they don't seem to be able to stop the run. The Colts ran all over them um, last weekend, um, so much so that they have a, a new defensive coordinator. Um, and that that is probably the other interesting thing. I mean, he, he gets uh, the opportunity to, to shut down uh, Herbert. Um, but this, this Raiders side, I mean... They beat the Chiefs, right? They're the one team to do that. So they clearly have talent. We know that. And yet, um, you know, you saw um, Carr get picked off twice. I think he has eight turnovers in that that four-game run with the the win against the Jets, um, if you count that. He needs to return um, to, to his early season form, which had... Some, I mean, people, um, it, it's interesting with, with, with Derek Carr. He, he, when he seems to go on a run, he gets people very excited about how good he could potentially be. But he never seems to be able to maintain it. Uh, if, if the Raiders are to have any chance of making the playoffs, they need him to um, stop turning the ball over. Um, and this is a, a Chargers defense that had three um, picks at the, at the weekend. So... Um, I think this is a tough game for for the for the Raiders, even though they are at home, even though it is against the, the Chargers. It's it's not an easy one. Yeah, beating the Chiefs at home, sorry, away in Arrowhead, and to be honest, they were quite close to beating them as well in the return game. You know, if it wasn't for their uh, secondary goal missing twenty seconds to go, and Mahomes find Kelsey completely wide open in the end zone, who knows? So mm. you know. They, they have put up, but they didn't. And but at the same time, they put up as near as possible. You can get to beating the Chiefs two times over. You know, I said it last week with the Rams. I felt they had to beat the Patriots to get themselves in the position to beat the Seahawks in two, in two weeks. I said it on Monday night that the Ravens would have looked ahead to the schedule and said, if we win this game against the Browns, we have a very soft schedule in order to get ourselves into the playoffs. And I believe Gruden will be drilling home now with this message. That they beat the Chargers. They played the Dolphins on Stevens Day at home. That now becomes a potentially a win in your in type scenario, you know, because it's not going to be ideal for the Dolphins. I know America may might see Christmas Day and Stevens Day slightly different to how we live our lives, but I'm sure the Dolphins don't fancy traveling across the country on Stevens Day going sorry on Christmas Day. So I think that's it's playing into the Raiders' hands at the moment. And then in the last game, I'm not saying they're going to beat the Broncos, but you don't know where the Broncos' heads are going to be at in the last game of the season. And to Mark's point. Earlier in the week, the Broncos should be losing games now that they're winning. So 
in terms of getting your draft pick. So I can actually see a scenario now where the Raiders, they, yeah, they're 7 6. They don't look like they're going to make the playoffs, but I could see them running the table now and finishing 10 and 6 and getting into the playoffs. I actually I just... think they're, and one more point. Mm. I didn't expect I didn't expect the Raiders to go to playoffs this year. Mark did. I was one who picked against them. So I think the yard where I thought they'd be middle of the road with a slight chance of making it, but it's actually lining up now with a much better opportunity than I expected. Can I, can I just before uh, Mark comes in here, you know, the Broncos are on the NFL Network on Saturday night, boys. Their season is not over. The Broncos have to win on out to stand a chance of getting to the playoffs. So until that is mathematically incorrect, then yeah, of course. But the Broncos will have a chance, and the Broncos will yeah, win in week eight, week yeah. seventeen. I'm telling you now, it will happen. Sorry, well, sorry. My, Michael, Michael, I, I've had this before with you, I think, and I mentioned Lloyd Christmas in Dumb and Dumber, and it's like to Lauren Holly at the very end. So you're telling me there's a chance? Yeah, technically there is, but you know, I think a one loss. Yeah, but until game. until there isn't a chance, you know, I've sat for I've sat for nine months waiting for the season to start. So until there isn't a chance, of course. Do I think it'll happen? No, I hear you. But I, mean, I think the Broncos will win at least what, like, if not the Saturday, they'll beat the they'll beat the Raiders. And, and look, you know, the the reality is the Broncos are very disappointed this year. But two other fan bases that are disappointed this year are the Chargers and the Raiders. The Chargers, for obvious reasons, the Raiders because they're being brought on another roller coaster ride. And I don't know what it is about John Gruden his relationship with quarterbacks. Of course, he loves every quarterback that isn't the one he actually has. And his relationship with Derek Carr has been, yeah, we'll say tempestuous to say the better to say the best about it. Um, he started this season. It was like, okay, they've finally broken through, and Carr's broken through, and they're working so well together. And they finished the end of last season so well. And it's kind of like, as I said, you know, Doctor Chucky or, or Mister Gruden. If you look at Derek Carr as a case in point, this season, he, at the moment, his passer rating is like one hundred and one point eight. It's the highest it's ever been. Then you know he's thrown for more yards than ever. But he's also now started to treat the football like a bar of soap in a prison jail. And that's never a good thing to do because he's now had 11 fumbles on the season. When we make fun of Carson Wentz and we make fun of Daniel Jones in relation to taking care of the football, um, he's actually had, Carson's had more fumbles than any quarterback in the NFL this season. And that's contributed, as Colin alluded to, the turnover ratio, especially in the last four games. Um, But it also means that the great weapons the Raiders have Josh Jacobs, um, uh, obviously, um, all, all the wide, the plethora of wide receivers they get to line up, especially with their focus on it in the draft. Um, and the uh, Darren Waller, who is the breakout star at tight end this season with 200-yard games and the like, you know, they just don't get the opportunity to shine. Um, and this is the problem for the Raiders. If they're going to keep this inconsistency, they turn every bad game or every game they should win, like tonight, they should win. They should beat a Chargers team that likes to self-implode. But if they don't, they don't put themselves in the position for those bigger games. And the Miami game next week is massive for them. But if they lose tonight, the Miami game will be meaningless because they won't have enough. And they ultimately will be on the outside looking in. There's five teams, if you include the Raiders, going for three playoff spots. I actually have trouble including them because I actually think there's four teams already that are better than them for those three spots. So it's it's um, it's a tough one for them um, generally in what they're trying to construct. And you said about Anthony Lynn, I fully agree. He's fired at the end of the season. If the Raiders do not win out, how secure is that 10-year contract with Chucky Look now? 
how secure does Mike Mayock's role look now? Um, and we know Mark Davis only really has the Raiders. He's not one of these billionaire owners that has other interests. He cares about the Raiders, like Al Davis's mantra, just win, baby. Do you seriously consider making bigger changes? And I would have to say, if they don't make the playoffs this season, yes is the answer to that question. Moves, moves to London or I, I don't know. Brian, what's up, man? Uh, just one more point. Um, having come through the scenarios that are in play, the Raiders could win against the Chargers this evening, beat Dolphins next week and afford to lose that game in week 17 because um, the Dolphins go to Buffalo. And your beloved Buffalo will be playing for second seed at that stage and they'll have to win that game. So there is a likelihood that the Dolphins actually could lose two of the three and they could even lose to the Patriots this weekend. Who knows? So you could find a scenario where they win, t- they win tonight, they beat the Dolphins, they could potentially lose to the Broncos and still make the playoffs. And, yeah. and Henry Ruggs is out of the game, actually, as well. So that well, actually could well, be a big difference. One other tiny point. It's it's funny um, you have these Thursday night games that tend to be divisional games and the family relationships um, that exist. We actually do have a real family relationship on the lines tonight um, because the uh, Raiders D-line coach, Travis Smith, is actually the son of the Chargers linebackers coach. So there's a real father-son relationship. And actually the coaching trees in this, bear in mind um, the Chargers D corner is Gus Bradley. Of course, he was on Chucky's staff back in Tampa Bay. Um, and uh, Anthony Lim was on the staff with uh, Jets with, I can't remember, one of the other uh, coaches from the Chargers. So there's a lot of interconnections tonight, I would say, on the coach inside. So it's a family. Um, uh, Mark, you've sold it for me, mate. I'm going to stay up. I'm, I'm just going to stay up and uh, I'm going to struggle on on Friday. I'm already crying thinking about it, but it's going to be good. Let's make our picks, gentlemen. Colin, who have you got? Um, as Brian has pointed out, uh, Henry Ruggs is out. Um, the Raiders haven't had more than 90 yards rushing in the last four games. Um, so all that all that talent, um, and, and, and that included the Jets, uh, I, I just think... Um, that they've hit the they they've gone into a bad run of form at the worst possible time. I think they're lucky in that they are playing the Chargers, which gives them a chance. But you cannot turn things around, and Derek Carr has real issues holding on to the football. The fact that they lack any sort of pass rush, I think, is is an enormous issue, um, especially when you have Joey Bosa going the opposite direction. Um, I I think um, that the the Broncos might not even get the opportunity to to end the Raiders' playoffs hope because they'll be over before then. I think the Chargers are actually going to get get a win. Um, I still don't think it'll save Anthony Lynn, but I think the the, the Raiders are, are going to lose this one tonight. Uh, me? Um, I've sold you the story, haven't I? I've sold you the story how the Raiders are going to get to the playoffs. Do I believe it? Probably Did not. somehow end up playing Daniel Jones in Tampa in February? Or, no, no, no. I, do I believe it? No, because I actually think the Dolphins are more likely to beat them next week than than the Chargers are. So I do think they'll hang on to that dream for another week. Um, I know Ruggs is out, but I still think they've got enough players offensively to have enough to win a high-scoring game. So, yeah, I'll go with the Raiders. Yeah. Um... <laughs> 
Renfro, Aguilar, um, there's enough, Zay Jones um, as well as Waller, they've enough talent still, uh, even without rugs, but um, I would love to say Justin Herbert and the Chargers. I, as I said, I'm a big fan. I'm a big fan of how he plays the game and stuff like that, but we're forgetting they're playing, the Raiders are playing the Chargers. The Chargers will find a way to lose. They're badly coached at this time, which is something I never thought I'd say about Anthony Lynn. He's been such a positive talent i thought he was just had bad luck but i mean the end of that buffalo game not even the end of the second half the brian Lou too early but the end of the buffalo game when fourth down he try, um, herbert tries to sneak and his o-line drops back into pass protection you're just looking at it going did that seriously just happen here guys um i i just think that a super uh capable chargers team are going to find a way to screw it up the raiders will have enough and they'll line themselves up for a big game next week. Raiders to win. I fully agree, boys. I'm agreeing with you all, apart from Colum for once. But, uh, <laughs> uh, I, I I would love to say the Chargers, but I think this is going to be too much for them. I think this will be a typical AFC style West win for the Raiders, giving false hope to their fans because the Raiders then go on to play Miami next week. They've actually got a, a 10 day break in between this game and that game. I think they'll win tonight. I'll explain why in a second, but I think they'll win tonight. I think they'll beat Miami. And then I think they'll lose in Denver. I genuinely do. I think that'll be the one thing that me and Colm have to boast about for the next 12 months, or maybe 24, 36, no one goes on in Denver. But uh, I, I think, to be honest, I think Derek Carr will be too much. I think he'll have, have a really good game tonight. Uh, maybe three or four passing touchdowns. I really do. And it's almost a false sense of security with the fan base that will then go, oh, man, yeah, man, we're eight and six. Eight and six. Man. Yeah, we're the, Oakland, we're, we're, sorry. we're the Las Vegas Raiders, baby. Well, you, know, you know what I mean? So, um, yeah, I genuinely think that's going to happen. Mark, now, I can see that you want to say something. Have I telepathically guessed that correctly? I, you have, because, I mean, you're talking there about the false hope thing. And I was just going to, I couldn't agree more. I mean, I think it's really an endemic in the AFC West generally because, you know, the Raiders are giving their fan base false hope with we might be able to go on a run. The Chargers get, always give them, oh, themselves a, a false hope in relation to it. The Broncos give themselves false hope that they actually have a quarterback that's functional. All right, he, he, he's done. He's done. He's done. <laughs> <laughs> I'm only <laughs> And I was going to say, the Chiefs give themselves false hope they're going to win three or four Super Bowls over the next five years. I mean, you know, yeah, I, I, totally a problem in the AFC West. Spot on. Whenever I'm Mahomes a- signed that contract, everyone's like, he's going to win 10. No, he's not. No, he's not. No, he, he might win four or five, but he's not going to win 10. He might only win four or five, exactly. <laughs> was it Carl I said that really crazy thing saying, um, like, the whole thing, like, you know, I don't think Mahomes will actually win a Super Bowl, another Super Bowl, like, in the next five years. I, 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 I'm literally holding on the threads here. Like, I, 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 yeah, no, sorry, sorry, guys. But to, and Andy Reid, as I said, Andy Reid has never had a losing um, season in Kansas City. He, they have done an incredible job as a Broncos fan. It's horrible to watch, but their front office has done an amazing job. They've got all their guys signed up. Travis Kelsey is a tight end who has the most receiving yards in the league. It is ridiculous what they are doing there. It's horrible to watch in as, as, a, as a Broncos fan, but as a as a football fan, I just have to admire what they're doing because it is it's ridiculous. Like your tight end is the top receiver in the league. Nah, the, the Chiefs are the real deal. Yep. Nothing lasts forever, boys. They're not going to win the Super Bowl. We all know who's going to win the Super Bowl, boys. We all know who's going to win the Super Bowl. Anybody but the Bills is going to win the Super Bowl. <laughs> Callum, quick one for you. Sorry. Where, where do you stand on the luck situation? 
Um, I <laughs> I don't think that the Broncos put Locke in the um, best position to succeed this year. Um, I, I don't think they put gave any experience. I think when you have a really young QB, um, you give him another um, offensive coordinator. Um, you you then have all of this young talent. Sure, there's a lot of talent in, in, in the wide receivers and the tight ends, but there's no experience there. There was nobody to put an arm around the shoulder. And even when you look at the Broncos O-line, there wasn't there there's very little experience there. Garrett Bowles is the guy with the most experience. Um, I, I think that to me was a huge issue. Um, I think Drew Locke does certain things very well. Um, when you see him um on, on bootlegs, uh, when you have him in motion, he he does that very well. The issue um tends to be he, you know, he, he doesn't go through the progressions. Um that was an issue that Goff had as well, and and, and McVeigh worked in it. I think you need to work that a lot. Um I, I I think there are bigger issues in Denver than Drew Locke. Mm-hmm. We'll talk about that in, in January and February. Big time, big time, big time. John Alby. Moving on, gentlemen. Uh, it's obviously been great to chat to you tonight. I hope you all enjoyed the game. 4-9 Los Angeles Chargers at the Las Vegas Raiders. We've got some big news, first of all, before we go into the even bigger news. But, Brian, do you want to talk about the podcast form that's launching this week? Yeah, well, up to now, we haven't uh, put our shows out on the social media platforms such as uh, iTunes, Android, and Spotify, but we've, we are going to correct that going forward. So as of, as of this evening, our podcasts, our shows will be available for people, a bit more convenient for those who can't plug in on a Sunday at 12 o'clock and listen and watch the show or during the week. They can, they can get the show during the week on their phones as they're not commuting to work anymore, but sitting at their, Sofas or couches doing their work day to day. How could they find this now, Brian? If 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 they were, you know, if they really want to chat this, how how would they find us? Go into their iTunes if they're an, if they're an iPhone. Go into iTunes, search for the Irish NFL show. If they're an Android phone, type search for the same thing. And if you're having Alexa and you take in Spotify that way, you can just search for the Irish NFL show. Same name, you'll find it everywhere. Excellent, and you can see it's in here as well. Feel free to give us a review as well. Great. Uh, so just before we go, lads, you can see here we are going to be in. Uh, well, we've got a show on Saturday previewing both games. Uh, it's going to be at 9 a.m. on Saturday morning. We've got Jeff Reinbold from Sky Sports NFL going to come into the show as well. Before we look at Buffalo against Denver, that's going to be a hard one for me to pick. Carolina and Green Bay. Uh, and also, more importantly, we are all meeting up and we're going to be doing a show from the Wallshed Bang Grill in dublin on sunday that goes out at 9 a.m on sunday as well a, a packed weekend of sport in ireland but lads we're obviously looking forward to it and it will be good to uh to see everybody in person definitely i'm, I'm looking forward to it uh mark the, the first rounds on you that's why he's muted he's saying no chance obviously and for everybody watching as well and if you want to obviously enjoy the game tonight and i'll see you then see you at the weekend boys good luck See you See then. You